This is the Overton finding the shit. Okay, I can just cut that out. Yes, you can. Yeah. Cut that out, baby. I learned, <laughs> this, I learned this with no music. I learned this with yeah. music. Yeah. I might keep this in because it's funny, too. <laughs> this is the Finding the Overton Window podcast. I'm Daniel T. Fuller. I'm Paul Dougal. And Emmanuel Atendama. And today we're going to talk about money and all its very uh, colorful shapes and forms all over the world. Um, I think that when people tend to think of the Overton window and what we're trying to encapsulate with the, you know, the range of acceptable political ideas um, that we can discuss in society, I think that traditionally economics has played a huge role in that in terms of what is you know, often thought of as left versus right-wing economics or interpretations of economic theory or even um, you know, opinions on the economic establishment of the time period. Um, I think that most people don't care about that very much. I think that inflation is one place where that hits really hard. Um, people care about that a lot, especially nowadays. But beyond that, um, I think that it, there's a lot of findings that show, for instance, that uh, government approval ratings are high, tied heavily towards like performance of the economy, even if it has nothing whatsoever to do Ooh, with yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> That's with the sure. government in power or Joe the president Byron. in power. Um, Brandon. His name is Brandon. Um, Careful. Oh, this, you know, it's, the, uh, it's, it's funny. Everyone, so, right, like, Trump supporters started calling him Brandon for the Let's Go Brandon memes. And then the, the, right, the weird niche right-wing rappers on YouTube started doing all their things after the football games. And then... Left-wingers, like far-left commies, picked it up because they thought it was funny because they like making fun of Joe Brandon. And then liberals picked it up because they're like, okay, we're just going to call him Brandon now because everyone calls him Brandon. So I think he's President Brandon. I think that everyone can get behind that. Everyone can have a laugh together. Fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, yeah, President Brandon's, um, <laughs> as the Wall Street Journal likes to claim, extreme, you know, far-left. Well, sorry, the editorial pieces is mm-hmm. far-left agenda. Fox News would claim and others would claim his, you know, standard neoliberal agenda. But we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, as I was talking about, there's, there's, there's facets of economics that people tend to care about a lot more than others. Um, you know, and inflation ties into that and, and the performance of people's assets tie into that. But the big thing is just, like, personal finance. Um, there's a lot of people online who talk about, you know, personal finance good habits are are all you need, right? All you need to do is just, like, don't drink, don't go and have fun, eat a small bowl of brown rice and chicken every day, and uh, just do that for a bunch of years. And that's how you, like, stay, uh, you know, that's how you just uh, make $100 million. Obviously. Obviously. I mean, yeah. That's why there's some truth to that. Like, that. like, there's, like, a lot of, like, personal finance books that I read many, many years ago that all kind of play to that theme and some of them are really good for instance like I like the tip of like don't have a credit card I don't have a credit card now it's partially because I used to just like be super at odds with the banking system but in general I'm not a huge fan of like personal credit compared to like you know like financing and Mm -hmm. um, 
business credit and that sort of thing. Do you guys have credit cards? I most definitely do because I was told very young that if I don't get one, I won't be able to buy a house or a car later. And so I was like, I guess I'll get one. I, however, every single time I make a purchase on it, I basically pay it off almost instantly. So like, I'm not maximizing my credit score or whatever, but I also don't care because I'm not going in debt. So cool. it works for me. What about you? Well, sadly, I have three credit cards. Three Yay. credit cards. One of those. That's bad. One of those except, <laughs> except for one of them, I don't use it at all. The other two, I only have about like 60 bucks spent on either one. Nice. So Interesting. And so, I actually decided this week, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it, like lock it away somewhere and never even use it again. Because I'm like, well... As to credit, I yeah. built up enough credit, I think, it, well, I can afford to let it drop a bit. Yeah. I mean, in that case, you should, like, cancel the account and shred say, the card, because yeah. if you just keep it locked up somewhere, mm. that's, like... Yeah, you're liable to hacking. Someone, yeah, yeah. For a whole bunch of stuff. You know what? Yeah. I'll do that, because since I'm not using it, if something was spent on it, I'll probably, yep. I probably wouldn't I, notice. I got a spam email earlier today mm-hmm. that said yeah. uh, I had paid some sketchy Verizon email account $544 on my Whoa. PayPal account. Oh, yeah? I don't like, have a PayPal account here. with yeah. this email, so. Of course. <laughs> it's, it's so dumb. The scammers, it's like, yeah. I mean. I've watched too, it, many, I watched too many scam buster videos. It's funny, because like, <laughs> we say it's dumb, but they, People the reason they do this, it. yeah. Because it works. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary, oh, right? My, if you're, yeah. if you think, because mm-hmm. Jen had one for eight thousand dollars. Oh wow! Whoa. So, cause and they, especially with like the older generation who isn't as aware of like all of this stuff, like they're yeah, yeah way more likely to fall for it. Oh, yeah. don't even get me started on the Nigerian prince emails. <laughs> <laughs> who was a who was it way back in the day? Who there were a bunch of memes about. There was like a particular Nigerian prince or something. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I'll look up the Okay, okay meme researcher. Yep. Your new, your <laughs> that's new meme, title. That's my new title. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> scam. Even small scams like that are kind of scary. So we're as three mathematics grad students. Like, it's not like we have a lot of money to just throw around. Probably. Now <laughs> you know that, that that's making an assumption that like nobody's like sitting on a huge amount of inheritance. But even speak then, that's for yourself. like. <laughs> that's okay okay man okay yeah um but i mean either way it's like the it, so i was looking into it earlier and the the national student the national like salary is for grad students is like for teaching assistants it's something like 36 to forty six thousand um dollars a year wow which is like and there's like research students, it's thirty four thousand. And I, I see the the median is usually better than the average. So I don't know how much I like the average. But then if you look at some other ones, like tw- December thirteenth, twenty twenty one, average salary for a grad student forty three thousand seven hundred six dollars per year in the U S. Now is that including like uh, education offsets and stuff and things like that? Or is this- like, I'm is assuming these are included? just, these are including no offsets whatsoever. They're not adjusted for anything at all. And they're, that's really high. So it's kind of like they're, they're including what you're paying for tuition. I do that when I consider how much I get paid. But if you, in your taxes, that's not how much you get paid. I know, yeah. but yeah. I would yeah. assume that number is way too high otherwise. Well, that's what I, that's what I think. Cause that's, it's, it's, it makes, yeah. it makes, for a school that says it pays its grad students pretty well, that doesn't make it seem like we're getting paid no. pretty well. That makes yeah. it seem like we're, we're getting ripped off and we need to move to a yeah. new school. Yeah. I'm <laughs> curious. 
So I'm curious about that. Yeah, that's got Maybe it's going in California. Maybe in LA. Uh, I don't know. I oh, and also it was uh, Joseph Coney. Coney 2012. Oh, oh my goodness. Let's throw back. Coney 2012. <laughs> that was a lot of... That was a lot of good memes. Um, but he was uh, not a prince, just a warlord. No, yeah, you are correct, yes. Um, but he, yeah, I remember, because I was in AP Euro. It was the class I was taking that year. And they we went to, like, an after-school thing, and they had all those boxes. And they were like, hey, if you're good people, you're going to buy these boxes. And I got the shirt, and I got the bumper sticker, oh. and I got the poster. <laughs> and then two years later, I felt like an idiot. <laughs> yes, you it was did. great. Uh, I didn't pay any money. My mom did, so oh, I, yeah. you know, get wrecked. But right. dang, yeah. So personal finance, don't fall for scams or buy Coney twenty twelve stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Next time, and that's it. And that's it. That's all you need. Do you have any personal finance books you've read which you find really interesting? Or that yeah, you... I. I mean, there's like, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of one that I got that I really, really liked. I think it was called, was it something to do with, like, what your parents won't teach you? It was one of those really generic, like, self-help, like, self like personal, personal finance, finance books. Book. There's, my, my parents always seem to have trouble, like, figuring out what to get me for Christmas. So yeah. eventually they just started buying me, like, books on <laughs> things. So, like, one year I got yeah. books, like a, a parasitology college textbook in the seventh grade. They're just hmm. like, you like parasitology? Have this book. And I was like, I thought it was awesome. I, I didn't know, know what, what half of it meant, but I thought it was awesome. But then there was one year I got, like, a bunch of the finance ones. So I got, like, mm-hmm. the, um, the personal investing book or something. They mm-hmm. sell it at the student bookstore here that's, like, okay. a really common. It's this big orange one. Um, and then the What Your Parents Don't Teach or whatever. I'll define the name at some point I'll put it on the website but uh, that book was really really good that I, I thought it was a bunch of really generic tips um, it has all the, the classic ones such as never eat out ever yeah. um, which is like I feel like people in our generation just eat out yeah oh yeah no and especially yeah, on, on a, easy it unabashedly is. unashamedly yeah no um, without a doubt yeah I think that I think that's what people do and um, honestly like, it's almost I, I mean, cheaper than yeah. eating okay I don't, don't say, say that I don't <laughs> yeah um, but I will say there's like a, there's a trade off with like especially yeah. with how quick fast food is nowadays like yeah. whether how much time you want to spend cooking versus yeah. getting food in ten minutes and yeah. not having to worry about yeah, that yeah exactly mm-hmm. and washing dishes I hate washing oh, dishes oh my god I think that I don't know. It's got to be there's some there's some function to maximize there, right? Where it's like you make a certain amount of money that you can justify oh, not spending yeah, your time that, doing that, yeah. and it's very mm-hmm. easy to do that nowadays. I think my problem with up here is that there's like, in terms of stuff you can order, there's not almost no options in terms of like I would like vegetables. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, would like I would vegetables. like vegetables. <laughs> oh no, we have grease. Yeah, we have oh, grease. Good. Would you like grease in this shape or in this shape? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really what, that's what we got. Uh, yeah, but like. Yeah. I think cooking, like, I lost, let's see, my first year, no, the summer before my first year of grad school, I lost a ton of weight, and I spent almost no money, and I had, like, a rice cooker, and I would make, like, a small bowl of brown rice, and I would put in some vegetables on, the, on like, the steaming platform, mm-hmm. and then, like, a few uh, sliced strips of, like, pork or chicken, mm-hmm. and it would get steamed. 
and I would just eat that. That's like what I ate. I ate that, and then in the mornings I would have like a bowl of like raisin bran or something. And then I was like running a lot, yep. and that was like I spent like no money that summer. It was awesome. Oh yeah, and I lost a ton of weight. If you're willing to settle for like bare bones basics, I mean, especially as like people who have been into fitness, like I know you also yeah. share that that passion, um, like chicken and rice and like broccoli, like. It's going to hit a lot of the macros. It's yeah. gonna. It's cheap. It's easy to do if you have the stuff to make it. And yeah. if you're okay with the monotony of it, doing yeah, that yeah. every day works. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's different, like, once you, you know, once you, like, have, like, a family and stuff. It's yeah. like, it, you you're can't all ju- eating chicken can't every day. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you're going to be sparring with me. We're going to be sparring. <laughs> you can't just make that decision for other yeah. people, so... Yeah, that's like that's always a balancing act. But I really, yeah, like I remember the the days as a bachelor. Where it's just like, am I okay with like eating this stuff every day? Yep. And I'm like, look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, hell oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's when you really know. Oh my! I made the biggest mistake ever the other day. I bought one of those like uh, uh, tape measures for like clothing measurements and stuff, and yeah. I took my body measurements and compared myself to the Adonis Index. Yeah. And for a long time, I've been. And for those who don't know, the Adonis Index is like. The index, uh, I think it was the Greeks who came up with it, where it was like the the ideal aspect ratio for the male human body or something. (laughs) And it's like your shoulders should be 1.6 of your waist or something, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And for a long time, I've been telling myself that like, yeah, I'm in shape. I put on a little weight, (laughs) but like I'm still in shape. I took those measurements and I'm like, damn, I'm not in shape. I need to get my ass moving. Bit of a wake-up call. <laughs> but I feel good today. I did a bunch of cardio today, and I still feel good, which is more than I can say for most days. So we'll go. take it. Yeah, working out does make you feel a little very good. It working really out, does. Yeah. yeah. Got to get the fins going. I know. Yeah. I mean, personal finance. What is that? What is the, like, the four components of personal health? It's like diet, sleep, exercise, and then social health. And diet, sleep, exercise, exercise social health. Social health. Yep. Forget sleep. You're never going to get <laughs> Forget exercise. Actually, sleep. I'm killing so sleep too. I, oh, really? I've, I've been like prioritizing sleep a lot yep. more in like the last year because I have like not slept my entire life, and I think it like I don't think it was good for and, me. And there are so many studies <laughs> that show that like me. over time, it's yeah. a huge detriment to your health, and you're like way more likely to develop Alzheimer's and things like that. All sorts of stuff. Yeah, and, and like, like the, the the cognitive decline in elderly persons is like perfectly correlated with their decrease in sleep that yeah. happens nat- naturally later in life. Hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I mean, especially no I've been as, feeling old, <laughs> especially as grad students, like we're so encouraged all the time to like go go go, like research research research. You gotta eat, breathe, and sleep research, and it's just like. Like, if it takes me an extra year or two to graduate, I, I don't care if I'm staying healthy and happy. I'm going to live 10 years longer. <laughs> I'm going to get those years back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you actually have, you know, like, money and stuff. And it, yeah, health. can do things. Can do yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, there's, like, I don't know. There's so much. There's so much weird, toxic stuff on the internet right now as far as, like, hey, be the best version of yourself you can be. Um... And they'll, like, couple that. Like, it's, like, all the red pill stuff where they're, like, hey, here's some generic health, self-health advice. And then also, like, you shouldn't treat women as human beings. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they'll, just, like, just drop something like Two that. Two peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, like, okay, that, that's, that's a little much. I, 
I, I think there's something to be said though for like focusing on the because because when you when you when you put things really simply and you make it really straightforward, I think that like anybody can apply that to their life. Like, okay, checklist: Am I getting sleep? Mm-hmm. Do I have like a reasonable diet? Do do I, do I have any sort of a diet where I'm like thinking about what I eat? Um, and then you know, do I get exercise ever? Do 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 I move? Do yeah. I move from this chair? Yeah. And then the social health one was something that like I feel like a lot of people have recognized that as being more of a problem post COVID, right? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. yeah, so many people like didn't want to go back to work because they were like, you know, I I got to explore things and try things and find hobbies and stuff, and they're like, why the why the hell find, would I want to go back to yeah, wasting my life well, away? Find hobbies, but also just like not have in person conversations with people uh, ever, yeah, yeah. and it's like. I don't know about you guys. I got significantly worse at talking to people after that, just, like, forming sentences. Like, for, like, a good six months after, like, normal routine started mm-hmm. again. I know. When same. I saw you post-COVID, you seemed like a Neanderthal. <laughs> I think I, I held up pretty okay, but I was yeah. pretty consistently keeping, uh, like, online interactions with people, like Discord calls and things like that. And so I, I had, like, pretty consistent social interactions. Yeah. yeah. No, I actually regressed into a cave person. Like I was like, my, I was like, I had like a like a shabby half beard. My hair was all grown out, kind of like it is now. Like big bags under my eyes. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. I still have like like bad habits that like that I haven't fixed from that. As far as just like stuff that that I always used to do better, but I like after that, I still haven't. Just in terms of like. Presentability in public, posture. My posture got destroyed during COVID. I've never had posture. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> but yeah, back to personal finance. Back to yeah, personal, personal finance. finance. So yeah, I I, I know you, you kind of talked about like books on personal finance and stuff like that. Oh, that's I mean that's why we got into the self help stuff because I think it, it does. One tends to follow the other. Um, mm-hmm. There's all sorts of interesting, like, studies that have been done and books that have been written about relationships between, like, um, people's ability to not get into credit card debt or to make good personal finance decisions, and then their ability to, like, not uh, chase short-term interests over long-term interests. And I think a lot of those things kind of come from the same area. Like, uh, for instance... Uh, there was some interesting work that was done, I believe, last year, where they isolated some of the uh, central like genes that them being expressed in people was highly uh, predictive of obesity. Mm-hmm. And those genes all, or at least some of the ones that they were able to uh, identify better, were all related to the frontal lobe. Which I thought was really interesting, right? Frontal so, lobe. so the what part of the body is that? I know it has to do with the brain or something. It's the front of the, of the brain. The so this is brain. this is normally associated with like like higher thinking, mm. impulse control, things yeah. like that. So when people say that they're genetically prone to obesity, usually what we think of is they're big people who put on fat easily. Mm-hmm. There's some truth to that, but it seems like the most predictive part of it is actually your impulse control, right? Yeah, your sure. ability to yes. not gain those fat cells in the first place right yeah, once you have one, fat cells you're never you losing lose them. them yeah exactly um so i thought that was that was like really really interesting and and a lot of that same impulse control stuff is like what leads to uh like gambling addiction what leads to just poor personal finance decisions mm-hmm. uh whether it's buying a bunch of 
trading cards. I don't know. If the, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, who would do that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of dollars of trading cards. Such a waste of money. Gosh. Uh, yeah, just like buying. <laughs> taking personal shots here. Uh, by, buying, I mean, just buying things in general that you just don't, like, don't need but you enjoy. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the same... It's kind of like the same thing as like alcohol or things like that, where there's like some social benefit to it yeah. at a low level. There's some, even with like red wine, there's some health benefit mm-hmm. to it at a low level. Yeah, but the curve um, <laughs> it flattens out pretty quickly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think that like I think impulse control is like such a such a huge part of personal finance, and 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 people are like, well, duh, like we don't need you to tell me that okay fair but I was having a conversation with a friend uh, who I went to undergrad with last night and we were talking about it and he was like yeah I'm like putting so much of my money into paying off my student loans and the interest rate on that is like uh, 4% oh, so essentially it's, it's equivalent to him making an investment that returns 4% right because you're yeah. not getting that, that 4% interest yeah. and so uh, I was like you're doing like that's awesome. Like yeah. you should do oh, that. That's amazing. Or no, it was five. It was five percent because because he was like, oh, but you know, I wish I would do like you know invest. I, I wish I like. I feel like I'm being lazy because I'm not like investing in stocks. I'm not like going on Robinhood. I'm oh, like, no. looking at Actually, contracts and stuff I like that. And I'm like, best you're not five percent. Yeah. Well, regardless of what the market's doing right now. Yeah. No, but five percent is pretty darn good. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like bonds right now, for instance, like U.S. Treasuries. Um, or if you look at different, um, like, uh, set, what is it called? There's a type of contract you can sign with a bank where you give them your deposit money for, like, a year, and then you return mm. it. Oh, it's yeah, basically, yeah. It's, it's very the similar to a bond, bond, but you're doing it with a bank instead of with mm. the government. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know treasury bills are with the federal government. Yes, yeah. 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 So mm. with those things, I mean, everyone's been going wild over them. Like, people, mm. I know people... In China right now are investing in them over here because the rates you're looking at like four percent, mm-hmm. like four percent, four point two five percent on some of these banks um, are giving for this, and that's like that's really really good compared to the terrible like bond rates that we oh, had like yeah. a, like even like a year or two ago. Um, but so I, and as I was telling him, I'm like, if you're looking for a super super conservative good investment as like a young person looking for long term stuff. Um, Five percent is really, really good. Yeah, you shouldn't feel lazy about yeah, that. No, yeah. Like five percent, and and so paying your student loans is, is similar to pay, getting like five percent return on some investment. Like yeah, I would, yeah. I would go for that. Like, I, everyone, everyone wants to get a meme stock and get you know make five hundred percent over a month or something, Dogecoin. or Dogecoin, yeah. yeah, or something like that. But mm. I but remember yeah, no. someone told me about uh, investing uh, very early on when I got into trading stocks yeah. mm-hmm. and at the moment I'm setting out because the market is just like there's blood in the streets I'm like I can't well that's when you I get sta- into I stayed in long bye 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 maybe yeah. <laughs> exactly when the market's low <laughs> you, you nom 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 well you historically uh, what history has shown is that when it goes down so I don't think this is the bottom I think oh, it's yeah, going to go well, further down Yeah. and so I, I just looked at historical patterns things that happen in like the early 2000s yep. uh, what happened in was in 19 uh, the, the early the 90s 20th the century stock crash no no the early 20th century around the 19 about the great depression yeah during the great depression yeah. it takes a very long time for prices to get to 
their record highs. In fact, it looks like something takes like close to 10 years or more before it ever gets back to such a record highs. Of course, some individual stocks would get back there, but in terms of the market in general, yeah. it almost it takes a long time to get there. Yeah, that's and fair. the way it's going now, it's almost like a free fall market at the moment. Like, yeah. okay, it's it's <laughs> predictions like that are hmm. predictions like that. Are really really hard. Yes, and they if, are. You're, if you're listening, I'm not making any predictions. No, 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 I'm no, not no. an economist. I'm not a banker. Yeah. I know very little. Yeah, no. I, I enjoy mean, economics, but you're not making a hard prediction. Yes, but you're, you're, you are you are saying, hey, this could be like we this, are right? we are not financial advisors, not, so yes. yeah. do not take this is all that we're this is all in Minecraft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I agree that now is probably not the best time to buy stocks. Yeah. I agree with that, which is once again why buy treasuries, but um, I think that that doesn't mean, it's still like <laughs> it's a, certainly a better time to buy than it was at the top. True. But, oh, yeah. True. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Buy I'll, high, sell low. <laughs> Science. <Yeah. laughs> on, the, on the topic of the Great Depression, actually, that's a good segue. So the Great Depression, I feel like was a really big turning point in terms of like economic theory because mm -hmm. that was the point where um, with like the the New Deal FDR's like New Deal and all that was like this big change in like uh, economic reform and this change in kind of how we viewed the government's role in an economy because up until then I don't think there was any massive massive disaster that really did like as much damage to people's both like their wallets and their kind of ideas of like how markets should function because mm -hmm. the up to that point I don't think the concept of the free market should self-correct on um, any like extreme aberrations had ever been had ever been uh, like shown to that extent um, and and that was the point where you know we ended up um, putting in huge printing like huge amounts of money yeah. um and it was really interesting that like that was kind of what spawned like the the keynesian um kind of like style of of not spawned it but that was what really influenced that time period i should mm -hmm. say and i think it was then until like even up until the into the 70s where that was like a really really prominent um like style of economic thinking yeah, economic. and then you get into Reagan Thatcher that kind of era and they pushed back against it with like monetarism and that's like what's been going on ever since because like I grew up in a household where the kind of like the free market um, Reaganomics type stuff was like popularly discussed like that's what my that's what my uh, that's what was kind of like discussed in my household I think my my dad is still like a hey we should go back to the gold standard <laughs> Like, I, mean, like I, mean, I don't think he actually thinks him. that, but he's he's not. He he would like a flat tax, lots of things to just like super simplify tax system and stuff like that. And um, there's definitely some nice benefits to that sort of thinking because of like eliminating loopholes and I don't know, but I, I don't I don't know if like historically that's like been borne out. the The biggest meme is Georgism, though. Georgism is something that like apparently has seen a big. Um, online resurgence. I don't recently. know anything about Georgism. Georgism, yeah, it's it was like I feel like it used to be a meme, and then it's become unmemed recently because so many people are like 
depositing it because I found out about it when I was doing some economics reading like a year ago. And then all of a sudden recently I keep hearing people talk about it on YouTube. So like it's the, the idea is that you change how you're taxing things and you're taxing like the, the production of a segment of land and then redistributing that to the people who are on the land or something like that. Um, so I know that we've had conversations before, Emmanuel, about like uh, Chinese mining, where you yeah. come from, right? Yeah. And the concept of that would be you take the you take the you know some set proportion or however you want to measure it. There's they have their own special ways of like measuring this sort of thing, and you would redistribute the wealth generated from that land back to the people who live on the land. Yeah. So it acts as sort of a anti-imperialist function in that capacity. But in the general capacity, it would um, – you could implement, like, a progressive yeah, – called land value tax is, like, the most generic name for it, yeah. I think. But. No, I'm sorry to take us back. But uh, what I was saying about uh, when the market often crashes – so remember the dot-com bubble, yeah. uh, which burst finally in the early 2000s? Yep. Uh, when the market went down, it went down until, I think uh, – no, I think – 2001 then it made a slight recovery and then kept going down until late 2001 it went up again a bit in 2002 kept going down till the end of 2002 all till early 2003 then started making a recovery and that's when it actually started making a steady recovery it made a good recovery but it never reached the heights of the yep. early 2000s until in 2007 yep. right before it crashed again and so if you got burned in the dot-com bubble and you bought when it went down, let's say even if you bought at the lowest point, which was in 2002, that's late 2002, it never recovered to reach such levels until uh, mid to late uh, August of 2007. Yeah, but that's like... To be fair, that there's a huge amount of stuff that happened in the early two thousands that that influenced yeah. that. Um, but my my only point was like, yeah, you're not going to be back up to the peak, but we don't really care about getting back up to yeah, the exactly. peak. The idea would be if I buy in two thousand, you know, even in, if I buy in like two thousand, by two thousand seven, have I made a profit? Exactly, holding yeah. those for long term. I was going to say, as long as we're assuming long term, yeah. which yeah. I would assume all of us are talking about in terms of Absolutely. like investing, day trade things. every day, baby. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm no, still jealous me. of those guys. So, like one of the guys I read one of those finance books from, yeah. and he had he was like, hey, you know, you can come on my come on my website, talk to other people who are interested in trading. Um, he did he did. Uh, he did actual day trading. I never got into actual day trading. I did mm. swing trading, which is where you're going to sell within like a week or sell within like a day or two. Mm -hmm. um, this guy was a legit day trader, and his thing was he lived on the West Coast, mm -hmm. so he had to wake up at like really early. like six. Like he would wake up at like five a.m. or five thirty to prep for market open. That's I think disgusting. which would be at like six thirty for him, or six if he had early access, which I don't mm -hmm. remember how that all worked because yeah. it was like a long time ago. But um, he would. He would do his research the night before. He would wake up, do a little more research while he's getting ready, and then yeah. he would make his trades, and he would work for an hour, maybe two, and he, then he would stop. And if he made $1,000, then he would stop, and he would just sell. He would never try and push his profits. He would just make $1,000, then stop. And then he would go hang out with his family for the rest of the day. I said, 
dang, that is a really cool lifestyle. Yes, it is. But and that is real discipline. Yeah. No, because oh, having yeah. traded, I know that once you make a thousand, you're like, hmm, if I hold this thing longer, it means I can double oh, it. You God. didn't make it. And yeah, that's when you end up losing. Once the value has increased by a thousand, you didn't make a thousand. You yeah, don't make no, a thousand until yeah. you, you press that sell yeah, button. Yeah. You yeah. collect that money. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. I, uh, at one point, I bought uh, Biontech stock. Yeah. And at one oh, point, it was up like 300%, like a yeah. huge return. And I was like, Oh, but they like they developed the vaccine and stuff. Like, there's no worries. And then I just kept going down. I still made a profit, but yep. it was like non-existent profit. Yep. Yeah, yeah like, no. Ugh. He his whole thing was like, yeah. So if you do ever want to do trading on any sort of shorter term scale, this is the advice. Like, mm-hmm. I'll tell this. I'll tell this to anyone. And like, it, and it's not because it's like, oh, this is my secret. Like the you guys seen the ads online for the whatever that that one website is where they're like, uh. Like all of our traders have a tra- have issued a triple buy notice on this one stock. Yeah. Subscribe to find out what it is, oh. and they apparently do that every single. Never year. listen yeah, to trading them. gurus. Oh. Never oh. listen to anyone suggest. Don't even listen to us if we recommend a stock to no, you. If Don't listen to yeah, anyone. To, to sell some kind of program or thing like that. Those are the things you got to be weary of. Yeah, never listen to any of those people. <laughs> what? Yeah. So the yeah. The, the, so the good the good advice for it is that you can actually draw. You can use math. And you can draw out like okay. I'm willing to lose a certain amount, and I'm willing to gain a certain amount of this trade uh, of yeah. this. So he recommends you know you take twenty, thirty, forty k or something. You don't play with less than that because then you need to make like too large of a percent yeah. to make your thousand for the day or whatever. Yeah. So you you know you take some out of your savings or you've saved up for a while and you get this amount of money. And then you use this and you say, okay, these are the stocks that I think are going to, for whatever I've read on the news, for whatever reasons I have for thinking this, I think that these are going to increase in value. I'm going to invest across these stocks and then I'm going to set automatic buy and sell margins. So if it goes down by a certain amount, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm sure it'll go up in the next hour, right? I'm not mm-hmm. going to play the horse racing game. I'm just going to pull it, yank it. And if it goes up by an amount such that I make the amount I want to from it, then I'm going to yank it. And you set those. And that's all you do. And then after a couple hours, you get out. Because once the market, um, after the first few hours, it's there's a lot more like fluctuations. There's a lot more uh, bad traders. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot. There's stuff that like doesn't make as much sense. So trade in the early market hours. Trade formulaically. Never trade emotionally. Once again, it's like common sense stuff. But... That will keep you from, you know, losing your bag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've just heard, like, I just remember when the whole GameStop fiasco was happening. (laughs) Going on to Going on to Wall Street bets and being exposed to what they call loss porn, where they post, like, hey, here, I lost, like, $2 million. (laughs) I now have... $2,000 $2,000 and the person just like trades retrades retrades yeah. retrades and just buys high sells low every single time like uh, oh my god the guy there was one guy who he was 18 years old yeah. and he made I think he made $200,000 yeah. in trading over a couple years mm-hmm. um, or but he made it I think he did options so he's been trading for a little while um, but he, he was doing like options trading and he made like an insane amount. I don't yeah. know if it was GameStop or some other similar thing. He made like an insane amount of money. And then over the next year, he lost it all. 
And so it was like people were talking about it in the comments, like, hey, man, like you have this really cool experience of having made all that money and lost all that money and you're so young, you can learn from this experience. Exactly. And a lot of other people being like, you idiot. <laughs> you take two, if you're 200K when you're 18 years old, and you, oh and you put God. that into like an index fund, and you're you just set. leave it there for 30 years you're and set. come back, you're like, oh, there's my future. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, if something's too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, but he, but the, the upsides on the, the trade, one of the big trades where he first lost a lot of his money... He he would have had it was like a two million or something upside on on his on his calls like it, it, he would have been extremely rich and that that was the greed that's what got to him yeah. right like, yeah 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 I, I don't do stuff like that <laughs> so Paul have you read any personal finance books uh, my younger brother got me one at some point that I read a little from I don't remember what it's called hmm. um, actually let me see if I can. For some reason, I want to say the book's by someone named David something. Okay. I could be making that up completely. Um, but I don't know. And the internet's not going to work, so I don't know why yeah. I'm bothering to try to look stuff up. <laughs> uh, but that's really it. I know my dad, however, is very financially literate. Like yeah. he, uh, So I have three siblings, and like he saved up, like I want to say, like, 20 grand for each of us for wow. school to help pay off like student loans and like I graduated debt free so like that's impressive was, from your oh your my dad. gosh yeah no he yeah. he has a bunch of money in the stock market um and like he he reads the the various uh Forbes and yeah. various other things yeah. uh financial what's the big financial magazine I can't think of right uh, now oh boy Bloomberg Kipling, oh Bloomberg and Kiplinger Kiplinger something like that Kiplinger. there's like yeah. a couple of those side reports like Barron's is one uh I don't know if people think Barron's is actually good. They're owned by News Corp, so it seems like they would be. Personally, I almost always read the Financial Times, uh, Bloomberg. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I never. I read. Uh, I don't know if I read that much, like explicitly financial news. Like I would read. Like I always thought that like reading the Wall Street Journal or reading some big journal is going to be usually enough so because yeah. you're going to get an idea of like what's happening like yeah. if <laughs> if there's a war in a country where you're like betting on futures for some precious metal you should probably dump those futures <laughs> because <laughs> it's not going to work and that's like that i feel like when you get further down than that like oh here's a merger that's happening or here's something out but if you get further down than that it's going to get more and more like unreliable like if you're just looking at news and reading tickers and stuff it's a fun thing but So speaking of finance books, I don't know if you guys have ever heard Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh, I have. Uh, I've heard of it. One of yeah. our advisors uh, at one point in time um, that we share yeah. Uh, yeah. recommended it. Really? Yes. I remember reading that book at age 16, and I got really crazed about real estate. I was like, I'm getting into real estate. I mean, and real estate, you... if you can get into it. Yeah. You it really unless you, you get just like a bad yeah. a bad gig like you can you can make good you money, will. dude yeah. you will real estate is such a potentially like shouldn't exist thing though oh yeah no, I, especially <laughs> like it's a weird topic because I don't know how I feel I I don't have like a 
a finished opinion on it, but oh yeah, especially like where we are, like we're so we're in like a, a small college town, and every other house in the immediate area is owned by like one of like fifteen landlords who are just reaching out and expanding and everything. And then yeah. I remember uh, there was a new apartments built recently um, for like low income people and all the landlords got upset because they're like, we, we want to be making money yeah, off of our investments. So it's like, monopoly. you own like 14 places. Like you don't need all that extra money. It, like yeah. This is that, surplus income that you're just throwing in the savings. Like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense for people to be, to lobby for their interests, right? Of if course. They're, if they're yeah. interested in that, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Because the whole, the whole like, uh, the whole housing versus low income housing debate mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a lot of people engaged that are just actually economically illiterate. So I, I feel I find myself like being more skeptical now to like a lot of the things that I used to think about mm-hmm. <laughs> about that mm-hmm. debate. But um, the rich dad poor dad, the number one best-selling personal finance book ever. I'm not surprised. I feel like though that's a title that's put on every book ever about whatever topic. Oh no, it's this about. might actually New York Times number one New York Times bestseller yeah. just means they're on the, that list. That's yeah. it's such a scam because yeah, yeah. it's like there's 500 million like Okay, tell me about this book though. What is this? What is it this might book actually about? be. It's uh, he basically just gives his own life story for like maybe the first half of it, and then the second half is just on real estate. How he started investing when he was young, like trading these. Uh, he wasn't trading. He would get these comic books. I don't remember from who. Yeah. But he had a making friend. investments in the things. For example, trading cards. <laughs> <laughs> Do not listen to him. Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he would get these comic books and it was at the time when comics books were increased I mean they still are yeah. mm-hmm. I have friends who buy comic books all the time always buying the latest one but he would get these comic books I, I don't know if it was from his dad or one of his dad's friends oh sorry, sorry one of his friend's dads yeah. they'll get these books and they'll rent them out to the neighborhood kids where I don't know how many cents to read and these guys who take it now, although they were making just, I think, maybe five cents yeah. uh, per comic book, they were getting them for free. Oh, no, were they getting them free? I think they may have been getting them for a certain amount, but maybe, mm-hmm. uh, like, maybe it's one cent, and they were renting them out for five. Okay. And so it was this very early, like, dip into investment. Yeah. And he made, like, bank on it. I mean, for a kid, he, he didn't make, like, several yeah. thousands, yeah. but then he made a lot of money. And he said that was when he started learning. He grew old. I don't remember very much. It's very fuzzy in my memory. Yeah. 27 now, and I read this book when I was like 15 or 16. So, yeah. Although I don't think I'll ever go back and read it. But he uh, he then got into real estate. He just, yeah. He kept, he took advantage of loans, would uh, buy properties, like get them, resell them, upgrade the value, resell them renting. Yeah. And he's made millions from it. Yeah. And this is someone who's actually done it. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that, that's someone I can listen to. Yeah. The yeah. So that that's very similar to what Warren Buffett did. I don't know yeah. how yeah. like guys. I'm not familiar, familiar are with like yeah. his backstory, but he grew up uh, pretty poor. Yeah. Um, and what he ended up doing was he I forgot how he managed to do it, but he bought a um. Oh, what was it? My mind is blanking all of a sudden. It was a little machine. I don't think it was a... It wasn't a... 
It wasn't a vending machine. It was something else. Was it pinball? Was, oh, it may it may have been arcade oh, machine. It was an arcade or something. Yeah, uh, perhaps. Uh, it was something you put quarters into. It was some little machine like that. Anyway, it sounds like he, I've heard this story before, but yeah, no, please go he, on. Well, probably, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he worked off this one, and then eventually they got it up. They they made money off of it, and they, mm. they got it up to a point where they one. had like five of them or something, yeah, yeah. and they sold it to a local businessman mm-hmm. as a business. Yeah. And that's where he kind of like went off from there. Mm. But um, yeah, cool. he like... I mean, it's the same way like Elon Musk, for instance. He um, he actually back in two thousand and one or pre that he bought the business that he bought a business that had like a bunch of different arms, mm-hmm. cut them all off and left a single one, uh, PayPal. I was gonna and say then that became PayPal, and then he sold <laughs> that made all later money. for like another thing. Sorry, or his initial uh, one money. of his initial because yeah. he, he yeah. bought he'd done some swings. So the classic like buy a business or buy a property, yeah. make it worth more, use your business acumen to do that. I just like I like the personal finance stuff, and I don't like a lot of that financial advice. And my reason for that is is because everyone can't do it. Yeah, not yeah, just because sure. of lack of opportunity, but because it would destroy the market if everyone was doing that yeah. sort of thing. True. It's like that sort of stuff, like it's useful because it can tell you how to succeed, but it's one of those things where if everyone starts doing that, it no longer works. Oh, exactly. Yes. So one yes. thing I'll, I'll go into here is like uh, talking about comic books a second ago. For example, I mean, uh, I know recently and trading cards as well, like um, there has been like a big bump in people buying trading cards because of uh, who's the YouTuber who gotten did the boxing um paul logan paul uh, logan paul yeah. yeah and he got really big into like opening pokemon cards and like one of the original charizards is worth like a million dollars or something if it's yeah. graded and he pulled one and so everyone started buying uh <laughs> like trading cards specifically pokemon cards yeah and at this point it's like the most of it's not worth anything because so many people have these high quality versions so like the the more recent cards at least yep. like yeah. they're basically worth nothing because at this point everyone is collecting them and yep. getting them graded and preserving them whereas like if you have ones from before like the the early stages like yeah. they're still worth a good amount because so it's so hard to get yeah. exactly yeah. and like comic books for example like looking up the price the of like first edition ones. like yeah. superman and batman yeah. like it's outrageous it's yep. outrageous how much money it is worth like I'm pretty sure the first Superman hasn't even been sold or something like the first oh, edition I'll of bet. the first Superman. Like there has been no recorded like price for it because no one has like a copy as of to date or something. Hmm. And it's yeah. just like, but once people start to get into it and realize like, oh, there's a lot of money to be made here. So then, then you start no selling. Money to be made. Well, yeah, if, <laughs> if you people can, are willing to buy, the problem is once everyone is in it, you're it's too late. For it the gets most saturated. Part. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. there's it's yeah, it's it's this is like I think it's one of my number one con- criticism of like manosphere slash like personal investment slash like yeah. red pill, like all of these these groups of different crypto bros, like the, all of them, all have this advice of like, hey man, you just need to do this thing and you'll be rich. Mm-hmm. Look, I did this thing, I'm gonna be rich, and like the problem is is like. That's not sustainable advice. No, if your not. audience grows and more people start doing this, it's not going to work. And that's that's assuming that they can all be in situations that allow them to take advantage of that. Like, we're not even going to get into the memes of, like, well, you know, I got a small loan of a million dollars from my father. <laughs> I was like, hang on that the whole that. way through this. Have to be. <laughs> like, that, that sort of thing. Like, yeah, okay. I, I whatever. But but I, I think that the, like, there's, <laughs> there, like, there are YouTubers who 
sell you know the the programs where they teach you how to be a successful YouTuber and the thing they're teaching you is like hey make a bunch of clips of my channel to make a clips channel and so then they have like 500 cruddy clips channels that are all competing with each other out of his own viewer base and like one of them is going to make it yeah. and then the, what they say is that like look and I then came, they'll I, use that one person as an example yeah, to yeah, say hey yeah, look, yeah, this course. person did it right like I came from a humble background, you know, yeah. I don't have like a degree in making YouTube videos. Anyone can do this. Mm -hmm. And that's like the thing is like anyone can do this, but what they're not like, it's a, it's a kind of a trick of the language, right? Not everyone can do this at Almost the same like time. Ratatouille. What do you mean? Ratatouille, haven't you watched it? Yeah, yes, well, what but... does that have to do with that? <laughs> it sounds like when he said, uh, I think the book, oh boy. It's been a long I'm time. I'm so yeah. old. It's from a long time. Yeah. What he says, uh, I think the book says, anyone can be a good cook. And it's then book. at the end of it, no, no, there was a book in the oh. cartoon where it says, anyone can be a good cook. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he revises and says that, no, I remember saying that anyone can be a good cook, but no, a good cook can come from anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, because... Because, like, for example, like, the streaming market as well. Like, yeah. streaming, I don't know how long ago it was that it blew up. And, like, yeah. so many people just became bajillionaires out of nowhere yeah, playing yeah. video games all day. But now every other person under the sun streams, and 90% of that, I think, it, like, the, Twitch released their numbers a year or two ago or something. And it was, like, the top 1% make like almost all of the earnings on stream the most recent <laughs> ones they gave were even worse it, it's yeah, like it's if you bad. have if you have a 50 average viewer stream you're in like the top 99 yeah it's ridiculous and if you have the top like if you have 10 or more viewers you're in like the top like you're in the top like 90 percent or something yeah, like it's actually insane like almost everyone on like because there's just so many channels that are just people who like yeah just like don't get a following and they stream like once in a while or they're just like you know whatever like, and to be fair like twitch does a horrible job at like promoting those like it's like you always see like the recommended is all the people with like eight million viewers but like finding someone who could potentially be interesting yeah. for other things like there's no there's no way to find them on those platforms yeah it's horrible hey man stream on youtube YouTube. I mean, that's YouTube. the way it's gonna go. Twitch is YouTube, Twitch with Twitch all is the like drama exploding. recently. Well, Woo! the drama and all like the, the payment changes. Oh and yeah, from the seventy thirty to Twitch, the fifty fifty. Twitch Korea just uh, told all their streamers to stream in seven eighty p. What? <laughs> yeah, because I don't think that, I think the server costs. Like I think it's actually like people are like I don't know something. something Twitch is not doing too well right now. Yikes. So yeah, it's rough. I don't know because right now if you say streamer. And you're not a cam girl, you're a Twitch streamer. Right. Yeah. That's like <laughs> for the most part, yeah. That's probably what it, I guess mm. is there old does OnlyFans have a streaming platform yet? I don't Only know fans? actually. I, I don't know. If so yeah, if you're not like someone who's been banned off that and you're on like cozy or something. Wait, what is OnlyFans? What's that? What is OnlyFans? You don't know what OnlyFans is? You don't I know what OnlyFans is? Hearing it, it's uh, it's basically are we, it, we can have oh, we'll do an OnlyFans episode, I guess. This is like okay. I feel like this this is some hot like culture yeah, worship. But the, but a quick it. it's basically like it, it made it accessible for anyone on the planet to do it, porn for the most it's, part. It's Whoa. so it's a <laughs> Yeah, so OnlyFans is like a subscription video site for uh 
pornography. Although they will claim okay, we that that be is their not primary so Let's move on to something else. Probably some listeners didn't even know it existed, but now some of them are I think you're, you're the last very person strange. on Earth to yeah. know okay, that this place... Well, I, everyone I probably everyone knows it rock. exists and has strong opinions yeah, on it. Yeah, and OnlyFans <laughs> for a long time claimed that their market wasn't exclusively porn, and at one point banned it, I think. Um, yeah, they yeah they well, they, it, they like, banned explicit like sex work stuff, and then the bash the back because they start payment processors started like leaving them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So then they banned that stuff, and then all the sex workers got mad at them on Twitter and started leaving them, and then they took it back. But it turns out OnlyFans is very similar to Twitch, and that it's like the, the top ninety nine or the top like point zero one percent make oh I'm sure almost everything yeah, without a doubt. Uh, but yeah, that's like a really common thing of like the red pill slash black pill communities are like well any decently attractive woman could make a million dollars on OnlyFans and it's that's absolutely not true <laughs> it's absolutely not true whether people think it's true or not I don't know but the the numbers just don't support I'm gonna that. start selling feet pics that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> anyway uh, alright so <laughs> yeah so well I guess we both got asked that question Emmanuel where did you learn personal finance from did you have any books or something? Like I said, I, I read um, Rich, Mer- a Rich Dad, Dad Poor Dad, Dad, Dad first. It, it was someone who recommended it in oh, I school. I thought you said you read that. I'm sorry. I no, I didn't books, read it, but our so I read that. But, oh, yeah. and you actually had read it. Okay. Yes. Although the book that I found to be the best is uh, the one that I'm holding here right now, uh, Richest Man in Babylon by, is that Clayson or Clason? Place Classen. Oh, it George depends S. where he comes Classen. from. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It depends on where you come from. Anyway, just in case I'm butchering the name, it's George S. Clason or Classen, C L A S O N. And uh, he sort of like gives his, should I say, advice or lessons or I don't know, by like stories where he's just describing these ancient stories. Yeah, okay. Where, where you're listening and you, everything just gets passed down. And so. You sort of like read it like you're reading a story, mm-hmm. but then you know that okay, this is filled and with values. There's a moral at the end the, or what is the word for that? Uh, using a story to parables. tell parables. Parable, yeah, yes. yeah. they're parables. Okay. Yeah. And uh, th- there's this one part that I really, en- that I found really interesting. Where he said, uh, I think that might be in the very first chapter where he says, a part of what you earn is yours to keep. And at face value, it doesn't seem to make any sense because I'm like, of course, all that I earn is mine to keep. But then he goes and he's like, what, don't you pay rent? Don't yeah, you pay the say, clothing maker? Don't you gonna pay say, electricity? Actually, most of the things you earn, you don't keep because yeah. almost all of it, you have to spend on something or Not other. to mention the government getting his cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a... I like that. I like that. And so his recommendation was whenever you receive your money, take a portion, take not less than a tenth pay yourself that is what you're keeping you're not touching he said when you do that you'd find out that you'll somehow be able to survive on the 90 percent, even if you couldn't before mm-hmm. survive on the 100 percent. and so i was like okay this is something i'm gonna try and it actually worked out yeah. well for me so this is not talking about something where like these youtubers where it's like you suddenly become a millionaire it's just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. personal discipline in finance yeah, no, yeah, being like able that. to have an emergency Oh, that's uh, huge. Savings. Yeah. And so he's just talking about like having this. And yeah. like you were talking about the investment with tiny returns. He's mm-hmm. like, make small investments with it, yeah. just tiny returns. Don't look for anything exorbitant. Yep. And he actually points out to the fact that not everyone can 
not not everyone can be a Bill Gates or a uh, Buffett. Sure, but he yeah. doesn't say that. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, he he points out that you need everyone can do something within the ability. Yeah, but you should be able to do the best of your ability. And so as little as saving. And so that's something which I picked up very early enough. And I remember one time my dad, um, it was a situation where he had asked me, I think it was a thing what I needed to do and he was supposed to support me. But then at the time he wasn't in a good place. And so he was like, you know, I'm sorry, I have to disappoint you that I can't do it. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. I've been saving up and I can uh, fund this thing by myself. And he was really happy. And later Mm -hmm. he told me that he was like, I'm really proud of you. And to hear that from your dad, it's, you you never think it matters, but then you hear it and it's like, it feels good. It feels like your head is in the clouds for like a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's something that's huge in, it's such a simple thing, but that, uh, has been lost, um, which is just like basic savings over time and like holding money. And I feel like so many people are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck or buying things every chance they get. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have that emergency saving fund of like, I think the, the go-to number is like three months of your income or whatever you should have. No, three months of your expenditures. Okay. Okay. I've heard it's three or three or three months, three. So it's, it's, it's three months to live off of Uh so that you can live for two to three months. Well, then I guess if three months of income is going to be more than three, would be hopefully more than either one of these works. And that one is even better. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So you should always, cause you never, I mean like your car could break down. There's a million things that can happen that you have no idea. And you can't prepare for medical stuff unless you just mm. assume yeah. that it could potentially happen and have it ready to roll. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, medical. Oh, let's not get into healthcare yeah. in this country. Oh my god. I, yeah. well, I got. I want to do a healthcare episode because that's yeah, something I haven't researched. I haven't researched enough I, mm. before I need to. Before I want to talk about it, but there, there's so much. There's so much interesting, interesting stuff with like how it all works in different mm-hmm. countries. And but having the, recently dated a Canadian, yeah, I I envy their uh, <laughs> the system they have there as opposed <laughs> to ours. I mean, there are ups and downs to yeah. each, but not yeah. having to I, pay I, for, like, an ambulance <laughs> ride sounds cool. Like, the number of people who, like, they're fatally wounded and they're like, don't call an ambulance, I can't afford it. Like, why is that a thing? That shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I'm gonna... I'm just not gonna say anything. I don't wanna get into it. I'm just not gonna say anything. I... I... And and so for for this book, one of the very first things that it talks about is personal discipline in just like saving. And so, and it tells you that about investing. So when it says to pursue small investments, it Mm -hmm. says, if you, you ever find an investment opportunity that promises like ridiculous amounts of money, it probably is not true because anything that is too good to be true is not, that is exactly what it is. It is too good to be true. And so... I, I just like the way it's very practical and it was written in a different time. It wasn't written in the time of meme stocks where yeah. <laughs> people want to become millionaires in like a week. Yeah, I mean, people, I mean, there have always been, there's always been cases yeah. of people becoming millionaires off of, you know, whatever business they true, make and stuff true. like that. Like, I mean, the, uh, the, <laughs> the original cases back in like, you know, the people who built the railroads and stuff like that mm-hmm. back in like yeah. the oh, my gosh, 100s yeah. and the... Uh, who I forgot the one guy I forgot which one he was but we had a big recession and he personally bailed out the United States of America because he? he had so much money I don't know if it was Rockefeller or if it was uh, Carnegie it was one no, of those two I know one of them was like the the first was it 
I don't, I don't want to spew out lies on the internet, but either millionaire or billionaire. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but let me I, just look the it up. Yeah, are, why so, don't we Google it? I don't remember yeah. what the, yeah, I don't remember what the numbers are, but Rockefeller was the first billionaire. Rockefeller yeah. was the first billionaire. What about Carnegie? I know he was also pretty loaded. But yeah, anyway, so people have been getting super rich for a very long time, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, I don't think it makes any sense to be like this is what I want to do, I think it makes a lot more sense to be like, okay, you know, what are the small day-to-day habits that I can incorporate that these people might have done? Yeah. What did you see about? Did you, did you look it up? It's the internet. Is, oh, 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 yeah. oh, nope, site can't be reached. Okay. I forgot. Love it. I love paying for good internet at school. <laughs> That's my favorite tuition money. Uh, beep, yeah. beep, 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 beep. Okay, it also says he was um, an industrialist and he led the expansion of the American steel industry. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say there was steel, there was the railroad, and then what, the oil giants yeah, or whatever? I think Rockefeller was the oil was he? giant. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And, and that's the thing about what you're saying uh, everyone not being able to do one thing because you saturate the market. Yeah. So I've heard of Rockefeller's story where it says uh, it was at a time when there was the, was it the oil rush? In the U.S., I don't know when that was. There was a gold rush, and then there was the, there was the big. I don't remember. I, I don't remember anything about the economics rush. of like the oil explosion or whatever. But but happened. then the, there was an oil rush at a point where at a time when everyone was like rushing to get land and then oh, drill, yeah, yeah. And get drill. oil wells, yeah. and he decided to go the opposite direction, not opposite completely. He decided to build an oil refinery, so he was oh, buying the nice. oil because everyone was drilling oil. Mm-hmm. It was cheap. And so he started refining, and eventually he started buying up the other people who yep. were also in the same thing yep. because it became bigger. Oh, yeah. This is like the, the typical example of, like, what is it? Something integration, horizontal versus vertical, vertical. integration yeah. or whatever the heck. Yeah. And so soon he became, like, the number one, yeah. like, the only one refining. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was just too small to compete with him. So you either sell to him or he would just eat you up. Monopolies. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, I was going to say, I forgot about Ford. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Ford. Because I, I was, I'm pretty sure assembly line. I gotta, what was his name? Henry was, Ford or John yeah, yeah, Ford? Henry Ford and Jamie president. Dodge. Okay. I think it was, was, Jay, was his name Jamie? Henry I don't Ford. know Dodge. Because <clears throat> I, I, all I remember was the story I learned about. Because like I've always disliked American cars. My family's always driven Japanese cars. So oh yeah, because they're suck. just way more. I do think way. that Chargers look sick. Oh, without but, a doubt, they look so yeah. cool. Or but like, the Camaros too. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they, they just kind of suck, yeah, uh, to be fun. honest. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a Civic Type R type of guy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But the, I, I remember the story of Henry Ford was a really, really cool guy. Yeah, Henry He was Ford. like a very intelligent guy. He was a strong innovator. And he actually went to court because there was another guy who was – I don't remember if it was for engine design. I think it might have been for engine design um, for stealing basically his technology. And I believe that guy's last name was Dodge. So it was one of the other like big car companies, and I was like, okay, so if I ever buy an American car, I'm buying that one and not that one. But then I just look at the companies today, and I'm like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to buy either of them. <laughs> I mean, like, unless you're getting like a truck, in which case, like, I mean, I mean, like Japanese like makers are catching up. Honda Honda trucks are pretty sick. I mean, uh, the new Honda trucks are are yeah, like, 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 like Japanese cars good. are like inc- 
they're insane. They're just very reliable, and it has to do with World War II, yeah. where they didn't have to worry about building up their military, so they got really good at making products and things like. And so, do you like, mean post World War II, where yeah, they, yeah, they weren't allowed II, to build up there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, and so they weren't yeah. able to spend their money on yeah, everything went, else because the U.S. From, was going to protect them from basically anything. They went yeah. from being nuked to being the third largest economy in like mm-hmm. ten to twenty years. It was mm-hmm. really fast. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was actually crazy. Um, yeah, there's. I saw. I saw actually like a video on that recently. I think there's like five reasons that they mm-hmm. gave, and that was one yeah. of the big ones. Was like the literally no military spending. Yeah. yeah. Well, that guy who got assassinated was uh, was a like, big part of trying to bring that back, though. Oh yeah, the former PM. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so crazy. <sighs> I was like, oh man, what, what if like an, uh, I can't imagine like an American president getting assassinated? I was like, oh wait, oh they wait, did get assassinated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That happens. Oh, gosh. Don't even get us started on the... Um... Who did it? <laughs> oh, boy. JFK. We'll save JFK a conspiracy Conspiracy for later. Yeah. A conspiracy oh, I can't wait for that. That'll, that'll be fun. We need to get a oh, list yeah, of, like, be... the biggest conspiracy theories we've ever had. That'll have to be, like, a long had. episode, because there's so much you could dig into. Conspiracies are so hard to argue against. They're so <laughs> entertaining, though. I don't know if you guys, you guys ever, like, actually, like hardcore like gone in debating like a, a 9-11 truther or like a flat earther or something oh like no. these <laughs> yeah. people are like they're they're in but hardcore. the thing is like even when there's evidence clearly refuting it like with flat earthers and stuff they're just like nah, nah. but you can attack but you can attack the evidence is the problem well the flat yeah. earth one is weird because the flat earth one is like like you take circular logic chains to their extreme so uh-huh. it's kind of like the it's kind of like the not predeterminism, the, mm. oh, whatever the one, the one Christian debate lord online ones, the, ah, I forgot what it's called. Anyway, it's like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but the, the, the 9-11 one is like, you, I think that there are competing facts at some, at some place. Cause there's like a lot of, there's like things where it's like, oh, it's, there's some people who've like clearly said it's the thing of the explosion, but then yeah. there's no audio of the explosions. There's no visual of the explosions. Like if you listen to actual building demos, there's a lot of things that just don't line yeah. up. But yeah. then everyone's like, oh, but this one explosion effort de- expert definitely said that uh, it, it sounded like it. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think that there's like grounds, but you have to do so much research. It's like, I think it's like, it's the same thing as like the, what is it? It's really easy to make a mess, but it's harder to clean it up. True. That's like how conspiracy theories work. <laughs> it is really easy to say something stupid. It takes about ten seconds, and you can say anything you want. I do it and all the time. Building, yeah. building like a factual refutation for that thing can be like Brutal. an hour. <laughs> like and, depending and, and on how much. Some of those you conspiracy theories. Out. Sometimes you don't even know what the source, like what where it came from. Suddenly, yeah. everyone knows it, but no one knows yeah. who started the rumor. There's, there's people. There's people who think the you know the the pipeline, yeah. the pipeline leak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The CIA did it. <laughs> you know what their you know what their uh, you know what their evidence for that no. is? No. The CIA did some bad stuff back in the '60s. <laughs> so they must have done. So they this. must. Have, therefore, they must have done this. It it fits historical it trends. It follows logically. It's, yeah, they, one like, implies the other. They're like, well, you see, I'm going to do this regression line on this discrete data set, and uh, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, these last like 20 years, I'm just going to like. Uh, not put those I'm going to have my trend line and when I look at my error bars they're out to the fucking moon <laughs> but you know what this is a good model it fits it fits my reality my truth yeah. the the, FBA, the CIA did it so yeah that's stuff like that and it's like can I prove the CIA 
didn't do it. And we are not saying the CIA didn't do it. Yeah, we are well, just saying that. Well, I mean, I so I'm saying the CIA didn't do it. <laughs> to be clear, but yeah, but I you don't. It's like, can I prove the CIA didn't do it? No, I don't think so. I don't think I can make a strong <laughs> claim. Like when I say that they didn't do it, I ha- I have error bars on that. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, there and there's there are factual things that could convince me they didn't do it. But yeah. the problem is that like saying they did do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. like when I say they didn't do it, I'm more of saying you probably shouldn't say they did do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have evidence to say yeah, that. that I, yeah. see what you, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. But but the the idea of, like, they did do it. Do you have any evidence? No. no. <laughs> but now <laughs> they've done bad feeling. things before. Like, they've done bad things before. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> I, I thought the gut know. feeling was good enough. What? A gut feeling. A gut feeling. What's well, like good evidence? Yeah, the, yeah, no, the for I sure. Hate, the I hate Use America. that in your next uh, <laughs> article submission. Just be like, I had a good feeling this was the right answer. So that's my... Uh, <laughs> historical trends in science indicate that it's about time to come forward with a discovery in this field. Um, so, I'm submitting my work as the discovery. Guaranteed to work. Like, published in Nature instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to... We don't need to get into it. We don't need to get into it too much because I think this is going to end up being more of a personal responsibility episode than a monetary policy episode, Mm -hmm. which is okay. Um, I... How do you guys feel about... Like, how, how much do you know about inflation? I know it is bad. Inflation bad. I know at one point, what was it? I think Germany, they had to have wheelbarrows. The, the to, classic, the wheelbarrows to, to for bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I have taken a few. I mean, I have a. And did it also happen in Venezuela? Oh, oh Venezuela well, is like. Not wheelbarrows, but, but yes, really they did in fact. Inflation. They did in fact have yeah. uh, World of Warcraft coins worth more than their. Uh, yeah, no, it was <laughs> really money. Um, I mean, I've taken. Like, I, I have a degree in music business and I have a minor in business admin. So, like, I've taken a few classes, but. Like oh nothing God. outside of basic level knowledge, I would say. Well, that probably makes you as well or better equipped than the average American who I would say certainly so. cares about inflation. So, yeah, I, I think that I know that my parents are really worried about inflation right now because they're coming up on retirement. Um. And the concept of like, We've spent our whole lives saving for this money, and it's and it, worth it's worth ten percent less, less now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just this one year. Yeah. Like, that's pretty terrifying. Understandably, like that's pretty terrifying, right? Yeah, like well, the idea that like I'm gonna play by the rules. Yeah, I'm going and to I'm sp- going to figure this out. And I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to set things aside, and, and then that's just gonna, not worth it. Yes, and it's suddenly the rules change. Yeah, yeah, the rules change. Exactly. That's yeah. that's something. My, my dad, I know, specifically pissed about with like student loans being forgiven. He's like, I spent all this time saving up money for my kids to be my able parents, to pay for school. My parents, the same. And yep. they're like, and he's like, and all these other people who went to school for worthless degrees and partied the whole time, and it's like yep. and now they're getting it all Dude, paid off. And it's my, like, my same friend who's paying off his student loans, by the way, he had like eighty k in student loans or something. Oh, and that's like, some had, people have like way worse. Some I was people like, have like two hundred, three hundred thousand. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, I didn't take out that much. He told me how much. I'm like. But you know, he went right out of undergrad to work at, a, at an engineering firm as a, as a mechie. Yeah. Okay. So he's probably making enough. What's that? He's probably making enough. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's, yeah. he's 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 got it mostly paid off yeah. already. He's, but even with just the interest rate on the first few years, like it, it's, it adds yeah. up quick. If you're not taking care of it right off yep. the rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I don't know it. So 
I've always had like conflicting stances Me of as well. like, hey, so the whole like the, the Chomsky point of view is like, sh- like just on like a very fundamental level, should we be paying for college for people in our nation? And I think the answer to that is like probably like I think some sort of European model where there's at least more funds going into paying tuition for like universities. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, that's a very vague statement. Yeah, I know, and there's problems with it, obviously. Yeah. But like, but I, I think <laughs> it just makes extent, sense. Yeah. Um, there, there's the the one problem. The reasons the reason why student loan stuff has like always been like a big battleground and like a big debate is because it really doesn't seem like it benefits people who monetary policy should ideally be benefiting, right? It's going to, it tends to benefit the middle class and the well-educated. And, like, the number one predictor of you having a higher salary is, like, a college degree. Like, college degrees, like, even if you're, like, like, people talk about, like, oh, like, it's everyone with, like, a, you know, like a gender studies degree or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. like, in a lot of cases, like, most, the majority of degrees are increasing your earnings by a large amount. Even yeah, just, like, sure. general education degrees are, like, going to do something to, to increase your general, your, your, your expected earnings. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you're, you're giving the people that have, you know, probably the strongest, like, increase in income according to, from, the, like, from their life decisions. Yeah. And then those are the people you're helping. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cases where there's, like, I know some of the worst ones that I've read about are, like, uh, dentists. Um, who are like four million dollars in debt after school because oh, of how yeah. ridiculously expensive their schooling is, yeah. and they're never going to pay it off for the rest of their life. Ten k doesn't help them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but exactly. people like me or my engineering friends and stuff like that, we don't need it. Mm-hmm. We don't, we're going to be fine. We, yeah. we don't need we don't need that. So it it the I just I think it, it seems like it's probably a good political move. I think that a lot of like leftists and generic like democrat supporters like it more than republicans dislike it so it probably was a good political move Mm -hmm. and i think that's why they made it i don't think it makes a lot of sense in terms of like this is how we want to help poor people because like the really disadvantaged people yeah a lot of the very poor people don't go to college yeah exactly yeah Yeah, i i don't know why don't you give all people within college going ages 10k and then have them Decide what to do with it, or you know, put a, put all that money into like mm-hmm. infrastructure in city in like inner cities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I, I, there's a whole yeah. lot of ways that there's a lot of money that could. That could yeah, be we we know that never really goes to the city very well. Well, okay, I mean, I mean, if you build a new bridge in the city, mm-hmm. it goes to the city. That's a new <laughs> bridge. I'm talking about actual infrastructure, okay, okay, like okay. Physical. physical infrastructure, mm-hmm. because. I mean, they're not, like, on the level of, like, Chinese buildings that are, like, falling apart because they use cheap materials uh, yeah. in, like, a scam, which is, like, a huge problem they still have for there. Because I read this thing uh, during COVID about, uh, in California, tents being put up for homeless people, which cost about, was it, six or eight million dollars, and I'm like, eh, is that, that? Uh, I'm not, looking it up right now, just so not, I don't spew off nonsense. That's, yeah. that's, that's Cal- okay. Mm. Anything that California does, we just put it in a different category. <laughs> <laughs> Well, specifically San Francisco. Anything that San Francisco mm-hmm. does, does it was specifically San Francisco. Of course, it was. Yeah. That's the oh, yeah. That's yeah. the conversation. I yeah. The, that I like. 
it's such a brutal it's such a brutal situation like i feel bad for all the native inhabitants of san francisco who just got priced out of their neighborhoods so like vigorously by by the influx of all the the tech companies yeah so uh this uh okay let's see this is cbs news so san francisco pays 16 million to house homeless in tents yeah 16 million to set up tents yeah. to house them. Yeah. I don't need that economics nice degree to know that. So, yeah, I mean, once again... I could I mean, put up a thousand tents for less than a million. That's, I mean, well, so that's not infrastructure, to be clear. a huge issue. And that's not... That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, that's not... Yeah, I am, like... I am. I'm probably more left on like the homelessness issue than I am on like any other area, which is why I was kind of talking about like the the housing stuff earlier. Because mm-hmm. I, I do think that eventually we're going to be in a place where we're sufficiently advanced, at least in America, that we can take care of basic necessities, which is like food, water, shelter. shelter. I think we should get to that point. I don't yeah. know if we ever will. Yeah, I don't know if we will, and it might turn out. That that's not like we shouldn't. That without mm-hmm. like some very ne- necessary fires lit under our butts, we all go crazy and eat each other. Oh yeah. Like in some of those in, in some of those studies where they made rat utopias, and then the rats all like start eating yeah. each other and killing each other if they if they get it even to like some there's some ratio to the total carrying capacity mm-hmm. where if they they put them too densely packed in they start going insane even uh-huh. if even if there's plenty of food plenty of water plenty yeah. of everything so like mm-hmm. i think there's some weird like obviously it's rats it's not people but like i'm not convinced that the dystopian things wouldn't come true all the dystopian oh, novels a wouldn't change. come yeah, true like, if like everyone's needs were being yeah. met but i think at some fundamental level like providing housing for people who've like I, I, I don't know. I, it's clearly, like, the problem needs to be addressed at the source, not mm-hmm. and like, any anything we do that's at the level when someone's already homeless and, like, mentally ill and on drugs, yeah. it's, a bit it's late. too late. Yeah. So I don't have a good solution. I'm going to leave that for smarter people than me, like, public policy people. Uh, they can deal with that problem. <laughs> but I think, like... Well, I, I think you must be a bit more clear when you say smarter people like public policy people. Let's not assume <laughs> like, that they are. Which one? Because <laughs> <laughs> the decisions they've been making do not give me suggest. any confidence. Hey, man, they do, do to, not suggest I'm trying to be humble. That, 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 I think it's a really hard problem. Oh, yeah, for sure. Say. It's I, hard. Yeah, I, you like, can say if, that. Just say, or... Like you look at like the U.S. compared to like you know like third world countries and stuff, yeah. and it's like even like homeless people in the U.S. like have it amazing compared to other places in the world. Uh, like, it depends, uh, so yeah, I, obviously. Like, but I'm saying because like, I mean, yeah, because we do have like if you look at like the one per, like the less than like the like the half a percent or whatever that's in extreme poverty right now, um, which is still like ten percent of China's population is 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 in extreme Whoa. poverty. So like. I still think that half percent is probably doing as shitty as China's ten percent is doing. Like I, I don't probably. like like Wait, are the ten percent. Are... are you considering uh, the illegal citizens in China, the people who were born as the second kid during the time they had like a two one child policy, where they I... are not legally citizens, although they are citizens of China? I have no idea what percentage of the population that is. So I precisely don't know. because we have no data on them, and I'm like that's just cruel. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I don't know. I have no idea. And I, the populations that you're keeping in concentration camps, I, are we considering those I can ask my I can ask my wife about that, but obviously yeah. Chinese citizens know less than a lot of people know about oh, a lot of those I, situations. I so. so I have yeah. no idea. Um, no, I would love to do... There's some really interesting There's some really interesting takes on like Chinese... Like a lot of them are just commie apologists. But there, there are some interesting things to talk about as far as like, what does China's government do that is good? And what does it do that is bad? Because there's, like, a lot of people on the right who, like, support them. Like, they've recently come out. They've done things like banning a lot of video games or banning playing mm-hmm. video games past a certain time. Yeah. Um, for kids especially. Um, they've done things like uh, ban, like, a lot of, like, uh, highly sexualized stuff. They mm-hmm. basically have pornography bans. Um, there's, like, a whole lot of stuff like that, that like of, like, cultural control yeah. um, that you don't that you can't really see in liberal societies yeah. that aren't Britain. Because yeah. um, Britain is so messed up. But, uh, like, yeah, so, and, like, there's a lot of people who, like, think that's that's good. Um, and and, and there's, there, are, there are measurable material benefits to doing that sort of thing. I, I will say, I will stand by that till the day I die. I think that I there agree. are measurable totally material benefits. I don't think they're good. I don't want to live in a country that does that sort of thing. But, like there are benefits to doing, sure. to, to having like a tight rein on cultural control um, to a certain point. I, so I don't know. There's like a lot of stuff like that with their, their, their economy, especially. Um, I say that right now as it's like actually exploding. Um, but, and there's all those rumors going around that Jinping is uh, under house arrest or something. Cause he, I don't know if it's cleared up. I'll have to check, but he had, he hadn't been seen for a while. Really? Yeah. He hadn't been seen for a while. And then, uh, and then there was troop movement in the capital area, so people are all like speculating online. But there's no actual news about it, from what I know. So I have no idea. But well, they... I didn't even know about this. What? I haven't heard it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you also it's... hadn't heard of OnlyFans. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm up taking... to date. You are yeah. on current events. <laughs> the last time I checked, Biden had just won the presidency. Is he no. still president? Is he still president? I mean, uh, some, no, people would debate whether <laughs> some people would debate that too, but yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Last night, remember, he, he, made, he was very eloquent and could complete his sentences. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 20 years ago. I was going to say, that must have been <laughs> I don't know. I mean, even like 10, I feel like Biden's always been known as the guy who says some stupid stuff. Like, that, that's <laughs> yeah. actually, even when I was a kid, like, that's what I knew Joe Biden for. He was, like, he was Obama stuff. adjacent, is and what then, he was. Yeah. And that's why he but, ended up. But he would say, like, flippant, stupid stuff. Yeah. And then I remember when he destroyed Paul Ryan in the vice president debate that nobody expected him to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys, like, no. remember that. No. He, he debated Paul Ryan uh, when Paul Ryan was running as... Was Paul Ryan running as VP? I forgot Paul Ryan ran as VP yeah. under... Uh, was that the Mormon guy? I think it was 2012. Yeah, it was 2012, because I think 20, 2008 was... The guy who's dead now. Ah, uh, yes, the that one. Dead? That McCain, single guy. John McCain. Who, oh, gotcha. oh, yeah, yeah. McCain, yeah. I think McCain was 2008, and 2012 was... Yeah, it was, because there was the epic rap battle of history about it when I was in high school. Yes, McCain ran against uh, Obama. That was, that was in 2008, though. That was in 2008. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the guy who ran in 2012. But anyway, Paul Ryan was his, was his VP, and he had a, he had a debate against... And it's, like, widely considered across both sides of the political aisle that he, like, got destroyed in that debate. And I watched it live. It was, like, one of the first presidential debates I saw. Oh, you like, went there live? Yeah. 
No, I, I wasn't there live. Okay, I saw it live. Okay. Yeah. Um, which these days nobody sees anything live. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. I think it means something. But <laughs> what I remember my parents telling me like Joe Biden only says stupid things. Just this old guy who says stupid things. He kind of like demolished this guy in the debate. And I was like, they were kind of quiet after that. I was like, <laughs> wow, like interesting. And now he's president of the United States. I can't imagine if I went back in like to 2012 and they're like, oh yeah, that guy's going to be president. And apparently no one else can believe it either. But yeah. Hey man, have you seen the dark Brandon memes? I know uh, not. Yeah, he like the last. There's the speech. Everyone was criticizing him for being a fascist or whatever. Ooh. Like he made, so he had a speech and he said some like strong things, like we're gonna do this or we're gonna do that. And he like, he made some strong statements. Then everyone was like, it's the era of dark Brandon. So they, so they started making the memes of him and like with like the lasers coming out of his eyes and it's like, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it was like a big thing for a while. It was so funny. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how much like. I think that, <laughs> well, he found the dark Brandon memes. Malarkey <laughs> <laughs> well, will not go unchecked, Jack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the internet is a beautiful place. <laughs> it's so funny. It remains undefeated. It's because I remember, I don't know if you guys were in touch oh, with no. any of like, the God Emperor Trump's, Trump stuff during like 2016, 2015. No. Uh, it was a huge Facebook page, and then there was a bunch of meme channels and stuff where it was like God Emperor Trump um, in like the golden armor or whatever. Like he's going oh, to save, yeah. save the Western world. And then you had behind him, it's like Putin. It's like God Emperor Putin was like, <laughs> like people don't understand like why, like why is there this thing where it's like you have the communists, like you have the tankies at least, like the Soviet apologists backing Putin right now. And then you have like, right-winging people backing Putin right now. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, because back then they were considered, like, like the, the pillars of, like, Western society yeah. were, like, the, the strong say-no-to-terrorist guys like Trump and Putin. So that was, like, a that was like a thing. And then I feel like Dark Brandon is, like, the more wholesome, like, current alternative to, to God Emperor <laughs> Trump where he's just says Jack and Malarkey a bunch. And <laughs> now there's, like, an evil version of him who's saying mean things to people. But anyway... Um, where I was going with that is like I don't know how much like current inflation can be attributed to Biden. Oh, we kind of yeah. t- mentioned yeah. it earlier, like when market goes good, everyone's like, "See, my president is good," mm-hmm. and when markets are bad, they're like, "See, the president you voted for, bad." But like, how much of this is Biden's fault? I, so much of it is due to like supply chain stuff, due to COVID, due to um, everything that's happened since then. And yeah, there was like a lot of stimulus. Um, and that, like, I, I believe the, the consensus on that is that it was, like, positive in terms of helping people. Mm-hmm. Once again, like, from my privileged monetary standpoint as a grad student, getting paid almost nothing, mm-hmm. I still don't think I noticed that. But that's because getting paid almost nothing is still better than not getting paid at all, which is, like, a huge amount of people during COVID. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't say one way or another. But I don't think i feel like everyone wants to say that he takes no responsibility for it and he takes full responsibility for it i don't know inflation's bad though we agree on that yes. i think we 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 came to that enlightened conclusion inflation no bueno inflation, so you no know bueno. what you say about inflation is kind of like um so the roman empire experienced inflation like i well a number of different times during its uh, uh reign should i say it's rain yeah yeah no, I mean, if I'm talking about the rain, then talking about of a particular it, It's good king. enough. We understand yeah, but words. The time of the Roman Empire. During the time of the Roman Empire. <laughs> and what they would do is, and to fund their many campaigns and wars, yeah. uh, they would take the coins that are in existence, yeah. uh, 
melt them down, add another metal to it, which also have less value, and then recast and them. recast it. Okay. So if you had say ten, let's say uh, copper coins, yeah. now it's an alloy with copper in it. Say you end up with brass now instead of your original copper. Yeah. It's kind of like it's not the same. It, yeah. It's of less value and. I remember Wait, is brass copper and tin or copper and zinc? I think it's zinc. I zinc. think it's zinc. Okay. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, it should I should be. know this yeah. from my uh, RuneScape days. Yeah. Oh, God. And, and, and so they would, they would do things like this. And so you get back your 10 coins, but then your 10 coins no longer have the same value. And now because there's more coins in the system, more coins for the government to spend, prices go up. You have this same amount of money technically, but you can buy less. And so yeah. it, it, I feel like inflation is robbing the people because it's almost like taxing them twice. Well, that's yeah. That's the that's the monitor the monetarists like the Morton, Milton Friedman economics that kind of like first pushed back against Keynes and his like way of thinking about it was like if you control inflation, the market should solve itself out. And then his big pushback yeah. against like the Great Depression was like, well, there was too much stimulus. If we had just let things go, they would have solved it out. But he actually made things worse. Um, and we should have like you know bailed out banks earlier and stuff like that. There's all this. There's all these like talking points around that. But yeah, I think that. I mean, I know that's why like people who've saved up their whole lives. That's why they because they feel like they're getting robbed, yeah, right? You, you are, are you are that's explicitly you getting are. robbed yeah. of value. Um, but, for doing something that yeah. you're you're encouraged to do, which is yeah. save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a big there's a big argument like the original arguments which are no longer really hold up for inflation is that. If there is at least some degree of inflation, that means you're also going to have good employment. If you have, if your inflation is too low, then you're going to have too much unemployment. But there's like, um, and there's like stuff around that. And the, I don't think those models really hold up anymore. They like to some degree, but um, the whole idea of like there is inflation, and one political party wants to make wants high inflation, and one political party wants low inflation, and that's my that's my like how I interact with economics. I think that's kind of nonsensical because yeah, yeah. I think that like people don't look at like okay if there's another side to this right like inflation's clearly bad is the badness that's coming from inflation worth whatever net gain we're getting from the actions that are causing inflation yeah um because so much of the inflation that's happening right now is due to like extra extra what do you call that like Stimulus. factors out factors outside of our control well there's a lot of stimulus but then there's also other factors what about so it's the like extra hard money to printing? figure out what the extra money printing well that's what i'm saying yeah. that's where a large that's where a lot of the inflation is coming from but a lot of it is also coming from factors directly from the economy right True. like so so it's hard or, or from um oh what is that oh it's coming directly from Jeez, I've just lost my head. External factors. <laughs> yeah, well, it's external factors out of the control of the government. So, um, I just lost. I just trying to remember that. It's fine. Just move on to something else. You remember. <laughs> I'll remember it eventually. Yeah. If Jeez. it's important, you'll probably remember. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. He's not going to be able to let it go. I'm not going to be able to let it go. I'm, I'm the same way once I'm there. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. It's insane. Oh, the number of times it happens to me, too, and I'll just, like, 
the next like 20 minutes are just like, what was I going to say? What was I thinking about? It just ruins your whole mood. It really does. It's just the worst. And I don't know if that's just because of the people we like. I feel like not everyone experiences it in the same way we do. But like I, I can't function until I have figured out whatever it is. I was. Yeah, it just feels like a piece of me is missing. Exactly. So the best personal advice, coming back to that, is save. (laughs) Even though inflation is going to rob you off of some of it, you'll still have a bit to go around. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, that's a good point that regardless of all that, like, I guess that's the problem, right? Like, yeah, we played by the rules, now inflation is, like, cutting into the valuation of what we had. You should still save. I I think that anyone using any sort of, like, current economic stuff as, like, a justification for why they're going to keep spending all their money, like, man, the amount of, like, rich Twitch streamers who are paycheck to paycheck and have to, like, lock their credit cards in their freezer because they keep using them, like... That's wild to me. And it, it's it's not like a new thing. Like I mean, like you look at like I mean, just in general, when people start to get a lot of money, they're not used to and stuff. And I mean, I guess with Twitch streamers, like you would expect at some point they get used to it. But like you look at like lottery winners and like the number of them that go bankrupt yeah. or like oh uh, professional sports players and stuff. Yep. Where, like they don't put money in savings and then they yeah. they retire because yeah. you know you can't be an athlete forever. <laughs> yeah. And then yep. they're like, I'm poor. And now. there's actually a very short window where you make all of that money. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like you're you're signing bonus yeah. and then yeah like that that's where most of it is yeah. supply chains supply chains supply chains that's what i was thinking i, I was actually of thinking supply. supply chain but then i was like nah it couldn't be that one it's too simple it's too the simple too easy to remember to forget i kept thinking trade deficit but it's not trade deficit i knew it had something to do with trades supply chains i even said it earlier gosh darn it you okay fool. i'm not gonna get into it anymore inflation supply chains those things are related and one largely causes the other up to a certain percent. Okay, that's all I'm saying on that. I feel Speaking so much better of supply now. chain. Oh, I feel so much better. The um, <laughs> toilet paper shortage. <laughs> Do you mean like the people like hoarding it and stuff? Yes. Cause like what was the cause of it? Like suddenly everyone was buying it and then I get to the store. The shelves are empty. And I was like, okay, the little food that's there, I have to buy all of it. And so it was like maybe an initial. You were part of the problem. Of course I was. Oh, my. I thought the world was coming to an end. I just, yeah, it's a, that's a, leaves exist, you'll be fine. (coughs) It's one of those bad situations where everyone is, um, it's actually one of, like, the commonly quoted, like, negative externalities of capitalism, but, like, and just life in general, actually, I know it's not specific to capitalism, obviously, but it's one of the ones you have to account for when you're, like, dealing with that system. So, like, uh, I forgot specifically what it's called, but it's the thing where everyone is... There is something that is benefiting people, like a resource, like how much fish there is. And everyone is basically motivated to catch a lot of fish. And eventually, they're going to fish it out, right? And it's going to kill all the fish. But they're not going to stop in the meantime because everyone else isn't going to stop. And if everyone else isn't going to stop, then you might as well not stop and keep going. (laughs) So, yeah. So so nobody is sufficiently motivated to do things, to not do things that hurt the group. And this is, like, the biggest example. This is obviously, like, climate change and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I I, I think that that is, is like, definitely one of those cases, though, for this. Um, Can... I just want to like I, we can we can wrap it up by saying, guys is, so I I, I went on my tangent I went on my tangent about that because I remember what I was going to say, owning. 
a credit card, do you guys feel like you have to lock it in the freezer? No. Or you will spend all your money? No. Or, I mean, rack up ridiculous amounts I of I will debt. say sometimes I spend more than I plan on just because it does sometimes take, depending on where you shop, it takes yeah. a day or two to, like, register in your... Because, like, yeah. now I think it's a lot easier with, like, phones and stuff because, like, yeah. I can look on my app and I can look at what my... how much I owe at any given time, but there's a delay and depending on the business you're spending it at, the delay varies from, you know... 10 minutes to three days and that yeah. can throw things off pretty drastically <clears throat> yeah if you if you look at what people are willing to pay for things as like a metric you measure this they're willing to pay more for things if they have a credit yeah card. if yeah. a dollar is worth a dollar a credit card dollar is worth like 60 cents 50 cents 60 yeah. cents something yeah. like that yeah it's it's somewhere <laughs> I, it might have changed but it's somewhere in the, it's like it's there you're willing to spend twice as much basically yeah. with digital money so and I don't know if that's true. I feel like it's true for debit cards because I feel like it's way easier for me to spend a lot with debit cards than it is with cash. But I you know, know what? I just never run into cases where I'm just like, oh, spent all my money. Oopsies. Yeah. You know what? Because of this conversation, I'm going to wait for my next, um, what do you call that? Summary statement, something. Yeah. Yes. When they come, I'll just clear off the little chain that I have on it and I'll close the account. Close the account. Yeah. It should keep your... It should keep your thing like, and then I'm gonna start spending cash out, withdraw an amount, put it in my wallet. That's what I'm gonna be using for like the month. I yeah. can't do cash. I'm that... going to the bank consistently. <laughs> what, we so we actually couldn't get like good financing on our car because yeah, uh, you don't have a credit card. because we didn't have because I don't have a credit yeah. card. Oh yeah, but, but I, I so I had student loans and that technically gives me a credit, credit score. score. Yeah. But um, I didn't even like have it on me, and they were just mm -hmm. like, oh, you don't like have a credit card. Well, it's probably not gonna be good. But um, we could have actually paid the whole thing off in cash. But we did actually end up financing it because what we wanted, what we ended up doing was so we could get credit. What you do is that banks will be willing to give you awful financing deals even if you have no credit. Yeah. So what you do is you sign up for a deal that's like 9% interest but and then you pay, it all, pay it all off instantly. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it counts as that, – that still counts towards your credit, yeah. right? Or towards your credit. So, yeah, I, I like – I actually think I have. I think I probably have. Like, like we'll we'll be able to get like a, an okay mortgage because of this, which is going to be sick. That's so, good. yeah. All right. Um, I think that's enough about this episode that definitely didn't get into as much economic policy and was a lot more about personal finance. But I think it's probably like a topic we're more qualified to talk about. If I'm I gonna think be so. honest, I, I think so. I don't know about you guys. I'm definitely <laughs> an economist, professional person here. So uh, speak for yourself. You're, you're also good at words. We've <laughs> already been over that. Words are my specialty. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the uh, Finding the Overton Window podcast. I'm Daniel T. Fuller. I am Paul Dougal. Emmanuel Atendama. And we will see you guys next time.